Welcome to the Broken Ukulele. Today we have David Eisenstadt, is one of Canada's most respected veteran members of the PR community. He is one of our first uh, uh, College of Fellow members. He is the principal of TCGPR, which is very close to his 50th anniversary in practice, correct? And, uh, and his book, though, and that's what we're here to talk about, is just out, and it's titled Under the Radar. It's 1950 on Amazon. And uh, so, David, tell us first, what, what is your book about? What, what, what's this neat book about? Well, first, Mark, thank you so much for uh, having me on your podcast. It, it is a pleasure and an honor. Um, during, at the outset of COVID, and we're now, everybody in the last, you know, have been talking, well, we're now into the second anniversary, uh, if you will, um, two years later. Um, back, back a couple of years ago, uh, as we know in journalism and PR, the world has changed so much. Uh, going digital, the, the challenges that newspapers in particular faced with survival. Um, there were a couple of things happening about the same time, uh, one affecting the Italian community, one affecting the Jewish community. Corriere Canadesi, uh, very well respected nationally, tanked. Canadian Jewish News for the Jewish community, equally a weekly tabloid format, tanked. Uh, some guys in the uh, Jewish community approached me and said, hey, how'd you like to um, do some writing for us? We know you have a journalism background and even though you're a PR guy uh, and had crossed over to that dark side uh, years before, uh, we know you're still an honorable fellow. I thought, sure, I'd be interested in doing that. They said, there's going to be no advertising. No one's gonna get paid, truly labor love. Said, I'm all in, but let me think about what I'd like to do. My dad always used to, my late dad always used to say, um, even if you know the answer right off the bat, just tell them you're going to sleep on it. Been doing that with clients for years. It's 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 also another maxim of his. The best lie is the truth. I really did want to think about it. I did come back the next day. Said you've got lots of people who can write about community issues, but I don't think there's enough arts and culture. And I have an idea. There are lots of musicians across the can Canada uh, of uh, Jewish background origin. Um, who've, in my view, kind of slipped from sight. And, and um, I'd like to find a way to perhaps even create an anthology. So why don't I once a week um, write five to 750 words on um, uh, musicians with this criteria, these criteria, Canadian, not necessarily Canadian born, Jewish, all genres, all genders, individuals or groups, alive or dead. They said, sure. Uh, and I said, I will try to find uh, some kind of personal connect in each one and uh, we'll take a shot. So my first one turned out to be Mo Coffin, the Swing and Shepherd Blues. Um, my late uncle Morris Eisenstadt, who with Mo Coffin, is in the book called Under the Radar, 30 Notable Canadian Jewish Musicians. Um, uh, my uncle Morris Eisenstadt was a contemporary of Mo Kaufman's. He introduced him to me uh, at George's Spaghetti House years and years ago when it was the jazz venue in Toronto. And uh, so I did the piece on Kaufman and uh, it just sort of grew from there. Very interesting indeed. Uh, this country has such a rich music scene. And um, from all cultures, really, 
And uh, it, it's so good to see it celebrated. Um, and to see this creativity coming out of COVID, both in, with books. I've been really fortunate to have four published during COVID. Um, and also music. Um, everyone seems to be coming out with a new album, including just most recently, Brian Adams. And listen to a few of those tracks. And uh, I think sometime in the future, they'll look back on COVID as a creative renaissance. I'm hoping, and including your book. However, it's been in many ways the hardest on the 20 something uh, demographic. Um, I've, I've also had the honor of teaching them at PR college uh, degree level uh, throughout this time. And I've seen them go from morose to elated that it's ending and then morose again, and then beginning to open up or, or just get used to it. And now we're slowly coming back into the classroom. And as we are very soon to have it declared an endemic, we're very seriously have the threat of nuclear war if things continue to degrade in the Ukraine. Um, so I'm just saying to them, get out to the concerts. The music is what they want the most. That's what they miss the most are the, the live music. Yeah, well, the, premise, the premise, you know, Mark, for the book was, in my view, uh, looking at uh, musicians with the criteria that I had outlined, um, that um, were not really in the public eye. And, and uh, my view is not wanting them to be forgotten. And there are different degrees and different levels of, of visibility, if you will. But, but, but for example, there are a number of rockers in the book. Uh, Danny Marks, you'll remember Edward Bear. Corey Hart. Yes. I wear my sunglasses. Mark Jordan, Marina Del Rey. Eddie Schwartz, who lives in Nashville and he's a producer. Um, uh, he wrote Pat Benatar's Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Mm -hmm. Ben Mink co-wrote uh, Constant Craving and a whole bunch of other stuff with Katie Lang. So, you know, I, I've again tried to identify people, maybe whose names are known in a, in a particular genre, but not necessarily, you know, out there. Um, I have a harpist, Erica Goodman. I have uh, a couple of flautists, more, uh, Mo Kaufman, uh, Suzanne Schulman. Um, there's uh, a couple of groups, uh, the Diamonds, uh, you know, the original Diamonds, whose little darling hit, uh, hit the top 80 uh, back in 1957. Uh, two of the founders, were Jews, um, one studying, uh, Phil Levitt, studying to be a mechanical engineer, another Stan Fisher was studying to be a lawyer. Uh, Stan, interestingly enough in the history, dropped out because his studies were way too onerous for him. And in some quarters, he's not even considered a founder. I don't buy that uh, because, uh, and it's not because he's Jewish, it's because he hasn't been given the proper credit, but he was one of the original two. Uh, there's another group uh, called the Rover Boys, uh, started uh, by a guy by the name of Al Austin, who met a, a colleague in Toronto at the CBC. They moved to New York, joined up with a couple of other guys. They also had, they had a one-hit wonder. Unlike the Diamonds, who had a whole string, the Rover Boys didn't have very much. 
But but during the Vietnam War, these four guys called the Rover Boys in New York, and uh, in fact, they discovered Paul Anka, which is a whole other story. Uh, they said, we're not hanging around here and with the likelihood of being drafted. So they went back to Al Austin's home in Edmonton, and these two guys who knew the ups and downs of music went into the Weight Watcher franchise business and became the first franchise holders of Weight Watchers in Alberta and Saskatchewan. How's that for switching careers and lifestyle? Uh, Al Austin is 91. He's still, he lives in Calgary today. And his, uh, the partner that he uh, moved to Edmonton with, a uh, uh, partner in music, has since passed away, but big philanthropist and a wonderful guy. This is wonderful. I, I'm looking forward to reading this. Um, I'm sorry, I haven't read it yet. But... Well, I have to make sure you get the book. We'll figure out a way to get it to beautiful downtown Aurora. Well, I think we're allowed to, to see each other mask to mask well, soon. Well, we, we're going to have to do that for sure. Yeah, and we'll, let's, let's pick a date before we, after we do this. So back to, um, uh, you know, music to me, uh, so many start in their teens or, or even sooner, but their careers really can flourish as, as early as their late teens. And by the time they hit their mid-20s, they're often finished for one reason or another, so many. And then there's others that are lifelong musicians, but you know, you read the, the biographies, so many of the people dying today, and it seems to be every day at the back of the Globe and Mail, there's a musician that we never heard of that wrote major things and then ended. Um, uh, they never stopped playing, but they just left the public eye. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to segue into uh, advice to 20-somethings in our broken world. And... So the two books I put out um, so far with a third coming, um, The Broken Ukulele, where I did break a ukulele. And instead of freaking out on the trail all by myself, I was totally alone for two days, um, was, okay, at least I don't need to learn concert ukulele chord positions. I've stuck to the baritone one, from which is the same as guitar. And, uh, and then it just led me to think, okay, what advice, you know, giving my own kids at the time, as well as to my 20-something self, what could have I done differently to not be here alone um, in Algonquin, which, you know, I guess I was feeling very sorry for myself, financially not very successful, successful career, but financially not, with a marriage behind me that I regretted not somehow seeing to fruition, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then all these little sayings, you know, and, and, and teaching students their big concerns before COVID was buying a house, being able to afford ever to buy a house. And I always argued, well, a house, a mortgage is debt. And you can become, if you're not careful, a slave to that debt, where literally you're eating cat food just to hit pay your mortgage bills. And um, Etc. And so now, post COVID, these these are this wonderful generation. I really think the Gen Xs or Gen Z, sorry, are the best ever. They're bright. They've proved a resiliency that may be only equivalent to those a hundred years ago, coming uh, who had the depression. And then, well, first of all, their 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 roots were 
First World War and then Spanish flu and then the depression and then the Second World War. Um, and uh, I've met through, you know, elderly uh, connections through either grandparents or good friends of my parents or grandparents, some of these people, and they were to a T, pretty tough uh, people. They, they lived through a lot. So here we have this 20 something group coming out into this world again. And finally, they're going to have some fun and also absorb a lot of music this summer, which I'm, I'm hoping they do get to do. And, um, but they're also in a very scary geopolitical time. Uh, like the uh, prior to the Second World War, issues in Europe and issues in Asia, once again, and, um, and scary issues. So let's, what advice would you give a 20 something? Is that, do you have grandchildren that age at this point or? No, no, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't have that many gray hairs. But let me, let me tell you, I think in, in, kind of in response, uh, the, one, of the, one of the realities of the musicians that I had chosen, many of whom were recommended by family, by friends, I stumbled on, and inevitably in writing uh, evokes the notion, who knew? I didn't know that. Uh, Danny Marks is an example, and you'll know Danny from uh, his Saturday Night Blues show on Jazz FM 91. And uh, Danny, uh, quoted in the book, is basically saying, at 19, I was a rock star. At 21, I was a has-been. Now, there's a guy that reinvented himself. Uh, Corey Hart, born in Montreal, um, a career up and down, uh, family issues, health issues, uh, burnout issues on the road, uh, lives in the Bahamas. Who knew? Um, the, the book, uh, so many of the artists um, never gave up. And when they hit that speed bump that was a lot higher than, than one might think, uh, found a way to, to change gears, reinvent themselves, and, and I guess uh, never give up. And, and that's, part of, that's part of the decisions part of the decisions that I made as to whom I choose, I, I, I always for the, I, I was writing regular columns for a, an online publication and the publisher basically was the one who said, David, you've got a book here. So it was really a never give up with so many of these uh, musicians, again, of all genders, all genres, uh, male, female, individuals, groups, um, the, the, the Rover Boys, again, from, from, you know, Broadway and, and, and traveling on the road to, to running Weight Watcher franchises and, and, and finding that golden nugget in the hills, you know. So advice, if, if you, you hit the speed bump, don't turn back, keep going. And if you have to do something else, do something else. A lot of us, you know, from with journalism backgrounds, made that career crossing way back when. Mark, you certainly have a, a stellar career in, 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 in the media and literally went on to be a Canadian public relations industry hero. And I'm not saying that as a fluff. That's the fact. But you obviously hit the speed bump and decided not to turn back, but to move ahead. And any advice for students, for that younger generation, uh, you know, you and I are still doing it and we've got a little gray hair. Yeah, it's, um, things can pivot. Again, I'm pivoting now in, into teaching at full tilt. 
and uh, and training as well. So I've teamed up with Joel Levesque, as you know, and uh, we're doing some master courses as well. Um, and so it's it's still PR, it's still communications, but I'll tell you, podcast. What is old is new again. This is old radio. Yep. Right. And it's it's being able to recognize that too. But don't give up. Don't give up. Never give up. It's um. You know, and everybody everybody comes to a crossroad in life. Uh, when I I was fortunate enough to be in a. Uh, it was a one-year Bachelor of Journalism program before they had a master's program at Carleton. And I was in a class with 18 other people. I was the token Albertan. That's probably why they let me in. That's and, why I got into Western, actually, J well, School, was because well, my parents' address was in Calgary. So well, there you go. Well, my, my parents' address was in Calgary, so they said, you're it. But but um, uh, I, I really wanted to be in radio. That was that was kind of my hope and dream. And I wanted to be on the Hill. I really wanted to be on the Hill. Um, I took an audition at um, uh, 580 CFRA, which was Ottawa's CFRB uh, in, in of, of the olden days of CFRB. And it was a station everyone listened to. Uh, and um, my voice didn't make it through a 10 minute uh, newscast. They sort of cracked at about eight. News director, my heart was broken. It really was. Uh, said, no problem. We'll send you down to the farm team. We've got an opening at our sister station in Halifax. It was 1967. Uh, I, my wife of today was my girlfriend of then. Uh, she had another year left at Carleton. Uh, I didn't want to leave. Expo 67 was happening. I weighed all these things and I thought, gee, you get to Halifax, I may never get back. Although I wasn't sure back would be Ottawa or Calgary or, or, or Missoula, Montana for all I knew. I didn't know where back would be, but I decided to stay. And curiously enough, I got a job. I, I didn't get a journalism job. I got a job at a, a nonprofit, non-government film repository called the Canadian Film Institute. I would go to work in the morning in, in Prickly in the wintertime, it was dark. I would sit in a screening room for most of the day. I would write the little blurbs for documentary films, come out for lunch, go back in, you know, work till six, seven o'clock at night, leave in darkness. My life was darkness for a year and a half. But again, when I was starting to pull this book together, one of the, one of the um, uh, artists uh, in the book, it was a fellow by the name of Louis Applebaum, who was Stratford Festival guru, uh, music scores, but he's written gazillion, gazillion scores for National Film Board productions. And I knew, here's a guy who, with all of the accolades, has fallen under the radar, which is also why we decided, I decided to call the book Under the Radar. Well, that, that's, that's fantastic. Thanks, David, for coming on Broken Ukulele, uh, where it's giving advice to 20-somethings in a broken world from authors of Canadian renown. Um, and, uh, and once again, David's book is Under the Radar. It's available on Amazon for 1950. I look forward to reading it, and thanks so much for your time.